0: Welcome to episode 149 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the Wisconsin sports world, as always. And what a perfect time to, to be doing this. Look, Sunday, look, yesterday's going to go down as a great day in Wisconsin sports history. Although no baseball, but it really took over with basketball and football. What a, what a great day. Great way to go. Um, the nightcap, right? That you know. Okay, so Packers have right, a phenomenal win, right? I mean, this was the win that Packer fans dreamed of, you know, and and some and many didn't even think of before the season started. But then the Milwaukee Bucks come in and are like, how can we try to top this? They do their best to top it with a insane buzzer beater to win by Damian Lillard, Dame time, vintage. Right in Milwaukee last night. So I, that was just a really cool um, experience for Wisconsin sports fans. So I, I thought, you know, I'm glad. So I, I waited to record because of that Bucks game and decided like, hey, let's. just And. Yeah. Well, with that, so look, it was a uh, Crazy game 48 32 is the final we'll get into that packer game and then what's next here so they beat the eight no cowboys Well, then eight no cowboys at home now eight one they move on to the divisional round where they'll play saturday against the san francisco 49ers that'll be that'll be something too and then let's talk about the walkie bucks who have a weird it's a weird schedule this week they have two games and i talked about this stretch on an episode in weeks prior but They have, uh, uh, what is it, nine days, and in a stretch of nine days, they play Cleveland three times. It's just a terrible scheduling. and Detroit's thrown in there two times, so it's a five-game stretch against just two teams. So thank you, NBA scheduling. We love it. But we'll recap this past week. We'll talk about the lows, such as that disgusting performance against Utah last Monday. But then we're also going to talk about some of the highs. We'll talk about... Last night being probably the highest, but then how you know a Thursday game against Boston where they they threw the white flag, um, they waved it after the first half. So like there's a lot that went on this week uh, for overall Wisconsin sports. We're also gifted to I'll get into it with my my week preview where I have the Bucks going two and zero, but um we have a game on ESPN on Wednesday six thirty. You know, I, I like the national television games. I've always been a fan of the Bucs game national publicity. Then the, the announcing or production, etc. Uh, But always good to see some national coverage. So let's go over to the football side. I'll start off episode 149. Um, but again, this week, I'll go through announcements too. Yeah. Um, Right. You got me here for episode 149. We got an episode of Journey to Million. It'll be Jared Valesky, Bernie Vandenhuvel, myself, Drew Skyberg, here for one more week until Zach Roush returns um, from his trip. Uh, so we'll be there Wednesday. Again, that'll be around 5 30, I'm guessing, 5 30 p.m. We'll bring you that episode. And we'll, we'll go through all the playoffs, the NFL postseason, what's going on in there. But then on, I'll be back next Sunday night for episode 150. Drew sports crew so that's that's the plan here let's go over this big win for the Green Bay Packers 48-32 is your final score talk about stat padding look I know they're trying to win the game it just if it was stat padding you know at the like um, goes that, and it's always a, a unique look I think so coming into the game oh wow Dallas they gave 75.8% chance so they're like seven point seven and a half point favorites right coming in the talk was, you know, how can you, right? I mean, this was a theme throughout, whether it was me last week on episode of Drew Sports Crew or with Bernie Van hovel and Jared Vlaski and Journey a Million, it was, you know, Packers are playing with house money right now. They got nothing to lose. So, you know, if they lose this game by 40, okay, you know, like team got experience. Or what if they win and they just, and they shock the Cowboys? Imagine, right? I mean, the Cowboys had all the pressure was on them. When you can play like that, it, it was just cool to see kind of like kind of that mentality coming into the week. And then we see we see it unfold just as that is. And again, this Green Bay team um, came in as, as severe underdogs and they they played very well to start. They took the football. That was the big thing. You know, They they want they they received they were like. Let's start with the ball. Let's put up some points. That's exactly what they did. A beautiful 12 play, 75 yard drive. Took up, took up around half the first court, a little over that. Love to see it. Then they get the ball back, right? Dallas can't convert. And then the second quarter was just dominated by green Bay. It was just such a great quarter. It was that another Aaron Jones touchdown that Dontavian Wicks touchdown, which then unfortunately featured the honors Carlson miss. And then I think my, like my favorite play of the game you know, like people were making memes out of it. The how about them cowboys? The Darnell Savage sixty-four yard pick six return to make it twenty-seven nothing. You could, then they went to Jerry Jones. That was that. Come on, that was all time. Like, like I don't care what fan of a team you know. If you're a Packer fan, great. But let's say you know you were another fan. Like you were loving that game, unless you unless you were a Detroit, not Detroit, a Dallas Cowboy fan. You were not. That was crazy experience. Um, to see it. But the other thing to look at, like, I had to double-check these stats. I couldn't believe it. Dallas had 37 first downs in this game. Like, like I know at the end they were really picking up and they were just scoring with these. Um, but 37 first downs, they had 510 yards. If you didn't look at the turnover battle, where Green Bay didn't turn the ball over at all, but, um, you know, looking at those, it was like, okay, well, would be a little shocking, you know, to see that. Um, realistically, this game should have been 48-16 final. Um, Packers pulled starters uh, a little early. Matt LaFleur admitted that after the game. But um, maybe maybe Dallas puts up a touchdown of two, too. But as they did, they put up two in the fourth quarter. But it, like those were meaningless touchdowns, honestly. Um, a lot of things had to go right. Like ex- extreme a lot. That's why it was 99.9% was the probability for Green Bay. Also, it says the attendance for that game yesterday, 93,799 people. Wow. So they all, you know, hope a good chunk of Packer fans. You heard go Packo. You bet you did throughout that that game. That was awesome to see. And look, Jordan Love was the player of the game. I don't even need to go over the second half. I think the first half was the story, honestly. Uh, look, Jordan Love, he was nearly perfect. I mean, he was basically perfect, but 16-21. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and then he was making the off-balance throws, off-body jump throws, you know, every his whole arsenal. It was just great to see everything he was able to do, and the, the best throw, in my opinion, was that one to Luke Musgrave. Like, that was just, that was fun, where he just throws the ball up, he had him wide open, uh, got that nice touchdown for Musgrave. But, look, Aaron Jones, you know, was the top, run, was the top guy of the game um and the on the ground no question 21 of 118 for 118 5.6 yards a carry he was so explosive in this one he had that, that nice 27 yard run as well three touchdowns all on the ground for jones then a good hat trick then manuel wilson actually was the number two guy that, that was the question i had coming in so we knew aj Dillon was it was like okay is it gonna be patrick taylor or manuel wilson it was emmanuel wilson who got in there eight eight carries Yeah, I mean, did the role where he's going to be used next week against San Francisco? That's going to be happening. Um, And Patrick Taylor was the third guy. We'll see if AJ Doan comes back. That will be a story to monitor throughout this week. Romeo Dobbs, look, he had some he had some not so great games last few weeks. Wasn't getting involved. Look, he he made most of the year was. Six receptions, six targets, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Have yourself a day, Romeo Dobbs. In a day where Jaden Reed, zero receptions, zero yards, uh, and had no yards in the whole game, had only three targets. And it was like, okay. Um, it just shows the versatility of the Bay Packer receiving core. That, that, this is what we've talked about all year. This has been the theme. Next man up has been one, but it's also been, you know, like, who can step up? And it was... Not that Jaden Reed played bad, it was Jaden Reed wasn't getting, like, honestly, he wasn't not getting the ball. Like, it was tough to give him the ball, and there was a lot of times he wasn't open. And there was times, too, where, you know, guys like Wicks, Kraft, right, those guys both had had some targets in there. Three three for Musgrave, two for Wicks, three for Kraft. This was honestly a game script thing, too. Uh, Christian Watson, one reception, nine yards. Like, he was not getting the ball. Yeah. Um, you know they didn't need to take a deep shot. This Green Bay team was slowly, just easy on the gas, and it was it was nice to see where you didn't feel they they you didn't feel they had they were pressured at all. Like they didn't they they played a way where they weren't they weren't scared. You know, and that that's what you want to see, um, especially in a wild card game as being the first seven seed to beat a two seed in the playoffs. Oh, granted, it's it's a newer newer concept, newer play playoff field in the NFL, nonetheless, but. Look, this—it's crazy to see Dallas' stats. Just looking back at it, like if you just looked at their offensive stats, you would have thought they would have won. But again, they had four hundred three receiving yards as a squad. Um, this receiving core led with Ceedee Lamb having seventeen targets for one hundred nine receptions, one hundred ten yards. Crazy how what he was able. He's just so. He's just so. Good with volume it is how it is. Jake Ferguson, 10 of 93 with three touchdowns. That was insane, too. And then Michael Gallup, 6 for 103. Just a lot. A lot of points. The credit to the Green Bay offensive line, though, too. No sacks allowed in this one. That was that was so cool to see, you know, just overall how this offensive line, such a young core. Um, you know, Zach Tom was the one who stood for me against Micah Parsons, not allowing a single, like, pressure even. Guys like that, you know, th- this offensive line has transformed a, a really unfortunate loss. And we talked about last year, now a second-year player, who is a rookie who stood out and had, had a great game with two QB hits, a solo tackle, and now, yeah, torn ACL. He's going to be out the rest of the way here. Unfortunate loss, and a guy who definitely this Packers team rallied around, that was who Matt LaFleur mentioned in the postgame, was not good news. and unfortunate just to see how see his season end like that so but lucas vaness right another young player here a rookie had a sack had two solo tackles in there he, he had a really really good game and just seeing how he's progressed from start to finish has been good to see i think talk about kashawn nixon who was always you know i don't want to say always seen, but he was seen last year even as a glorified, you know, he's just a kick returner, right? A guy who's just going to return kicks and punts, and he might play some defensive snaps, but that's not his thing. He's a special teams player. No, that's not who he is. He's a guy who, who can make a play and who, who kind of really just impact the ball game, and that's what we saw here yesterday. And it was right—eleven total tackles, he tied for team lead. Seven solo tackles led the team on that. Had a sack in there, that tackle for loss. You know, he he had an all-around game. Like he just was a stats sheet stuffer. Was what you saw say that five times fast. It was a game like this for Sean Nixon, is what you dreamt of for this defense. And I thought Devontae Campbell, too. Like, I was talking three weeks ago, right? Remember all, all the hate he was getting? You know, like he was overpaid. They shouldn't have tr- signed him for that contract. And then he just puts up a really nice game, too. He has a sack in there, uh, even in coverage, too. Like, I know that, that that's been a weakness of his, but he hung his own in zone and. I th- I thought Campbell stood out to me like you know I w- he was he's been seen at least throughout this year as more of a liability at times but he, he still is. he was through some sort of injury or something because guys in the defense and yeah Anders Carlson six for seven extra points you like to see the six makes you hate to see that one miss again but oh well. Um, Packers had Packers also punted more than Dallas too. That was interesting to see, but again Dallas is playing for behind they they're being a little bit more risky. Makes sense. All right, this San Francisco game now against Dallas. Okay, or it's not Dallas. You know, San Francisco Green Bay, we got this now. Um ESPN, they have their their line, their prediction. What do we think it's going to be? It's right now minus 10. I think I think you can understand why it's minus ten, right? But definitely don't want to count the Packers. It's seventy-eight point three percent chance to win is what they give San Francisco. Green Bay twenty-one point seven percent chance. Look, this would be just the best for Green Bay. Um, really, just devastating losses to San Francisco over the over the years. I mean, right? You go back two years ago. You go back ten. You go back right. How many years are you want? Right. You go back, there's disappointing losses in there. How about this? What, you know, this San Francisco 49ers team, they're five and three at home this year, um, right? You look at that Packers four and five in the road. It's like, okay, but like you can't, right? Throw those regular season records out the window, right? Look, this 49er team has definitely some rust. They, they, they didn't play this week. Right, and they they have to play next week on Saturday, but then they rest their starters last week of the regular season. They really haven't gotten quality time in, and they played the Ravens in there too. And they had a clinker, right? I mean, they they played bad, so it's looking at that. It's right, they had a nice game against Arizona to get, get a nice bounce back, but they haven't necessarily played great. Um, looking at it, and right, Rams beat them at the end of the year, so it's like looking at that game, it was Sam Darnold was starting. But what I'm saying is, th- this Green Bay team has momentum right now. They've won; they're winners of their last four games, right? Fortyers last last four, they're two and two. Granted, again, that last week I understand, but there's something in this league about playing with some momentum. I, I know we I know it's more of a baseball thing. We talked about this too. Um, usually, the better team wins wins games too. This will be an interesting point to talk about on Wednesday, Journey Million. It's it's the idea of you know. Right, Packers beat Dallas. They they were definitely the better team from start to finish. Packers were no question, but definitely look at what Dallas has done this year. You don't see those kinds of upsets often. So definitely, right, this Packers team is young and they're clicking. Like I think they're they're kind of an exception to the rule. You know, the better team always wins here, especially in the NFL, um, where they've also lost guys too, and they've like they they were out without arguably their most explosive offensive and defensive player, right? Jair Alexander on defense, Aaron Jones on offense, right? They were without those two top guys in this team throughout most of the game. So it's like, okay. Um, you know, that's where, if you feel they're almost kind of an exception with that, again, they did allow over 500 yards to this, to Dallas last week. And San Francisco is arguably a more explosive offense that again, they blew out Dallas earlier this year. So it's definitely, a. Uh, a beast that they're playing. Um, San Francisco is a lot better than their 12 and five record. I would say, I I think we would all agree on that as they've blown a lot of teams out. So that's going to be the story and it's going to, it's going to come out of defense. It really is in this one, Um, you know, with how the Packers offense has been grooving, you feel confident in them being able to put up some points, but it comes down to how are they going to be able to stop Brock Purdy, who again, has had, had some turnover problems over the last few weeks. I know people might, you might not want to hear that, um, but again, he has 11 interceptions on the year and he had four against Baltimore. And look, it's going to be, it's going to be something to monitor. Um, and him and Love actually have nearly identical numbers other than Love having a lot more pass attempts. So Purdy's been a lot more efficient, but the 31, 32 touchdowns with to 11 interceptions for Love and then for Purdy, 31 and 11. So very similar in that. And I think they're right. They've been very efficient, guys. Both of them have been over the, even the last like few weeks here. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Definitely Jaden Reed. You're gonna hear his name. I think against Fort San Francisco, but it's gonna be a good one. That's all I can say. Packers plus ten. Prove them wrong. Right? They're playing. You're playing with house money. That's what it is. At the end of the day, seven fifteen on Saturday. So. I'm looking forward to it, and let's roll. So, let's go over to the Milwaukee Bucks now, right? And what another way to cap off your Sunday night, right? With that game, uh, missed free throw fest for the Sacramento Kings leads to Damian Lillard being able to take over with four point. Was it four point? Like three seconds left, and it was good to see um, Dame finally have that moment, right? With with Milwaukee, you're waiting for it. You knew it was coming, and Last night was it? So, and he finished with twenty nine on the night, but that was just a great way to end the week with the disastrous way to start the week, right? How last week started? It was against Utah, one thirty two to one sixteen. The Bucks were like twelve point favorites coming in. It was like, okay, Bucks going to win this game, and that was not the case. Look, it was. It, it ended up being all Utah in the second half. Like Utah was, Bucks started seventy percent chance to win, and it was just all Utah. They were up, they were up big, like twenty plus. Bucks cut into it. We had some Bobby Portis chance, you know, all that good stuff. It was, it was Bobby, Bobby, and then it just didn't work out in the Bucks favor. And it wasn't, again, it was, it was not turnovers that lost them this game. Bucks win the turnover battle. They have a lot. They have less rebounds, but it's allowing your opponents to make 20 plus threes. That'll that'll do it and then allowing them to shoot 50% or higher from the field and it was things like that. They lost the rebound battle. You know, you look at the stats it's like Bucks deserve to lose the game. That's honestly what we saw. And disastrous defensive performance again, right? Allowing Remember when the Bucks had that stretch where they were like barely allowing opponents to 100? And or like they had a stretch like that. They also had a stretch of just of always getting to 100 points, like things like that they've had. And so far this year, we we've seen the off there. Bucks easily get to 100, but the deep, the defensive side. And you know, Thursday was a sign of the Bucks definitely having the rest advantage, and we we've seen that being a huge difference, you know, having that rest. When Boston stars had to play a lot of minutes, the Bucks were up, what was it, they had a 25-0 run. And so that was just a cra- one of the craziest runs I've ever seen Watch you basketball. 25-0, they have that run. And then it's like, go oh, big in, on Boston at the end of the first half. Boston pulls its starters for all the second half. And it's just crazy that professional sports were still allowing this to happen. I just think of, and we talk about this too in Journey to Million Work, with betting, right? It being such a huge part of the sport, especially with football. But like with basketball, you know, nonetheless, it's been a huge part and it's a huge part of the industry, quite frankly. And there there were late eleven pole starters and it was just it's such a weird situation. As that's something we saw and look, Bucks just dominating like this game was full on domination. This is what you love to see. Boston only scored fifteen points in the second quarter. Like this was this was good. This was a phenomenal uh, Bucks plus 23 rebound advantage. And they, Boston shot 37% from the field. Bucks shot 56.5. That was such a cool game. Like that game, they gave the Bucks a 99, 99% chance to win with 5.52 in the second quarter. Like that game, they had over, over before the first half ended. And that, that's things that you love to see as a Bucks fan. Saturday got a little dicey against Golden State. Steph Curry was out. So it was like, okay, so, you know fans who go to that game were out without not watching Steph Curry but then yeah Giannis it was Giannis's time to shine he had 33 he had some nice lobs um just seeing Chris Middleton back at full health is good to see you know and we saw that we saw him hit Giannis on a couple nice plays especially that lob to end it there Middle time having 10 assists with 24 points he's a huge guy to have back especially on the defensive end in the perimeter and it was just a fun win there. And Sacramento, the win to top it all off, um, having that, you know, 143-142, just crazy game time, you know, calls game. Like the Bucks were, were out of that, you know, and that this this is a fun win win probability to look at. Um, you know, it was one where it went from Sacramento basically being at like 90-something 90, 90 percent to just the Bucks going straight down to hundred, like the like they had no chance, and then it was like boom, they won. So that was Sacramento missed free throws at the end. That that's the importance of making free throws. And I just I could not believe Sacramento lost that game. Like it it was insane to see, and the Bucks keep their win streak. Alive against them. It, that's a good trivia question. It's um, what team has the longest win streak against another opponent in all of the NBA, right? Consecutive wins, and the answer is the Milwaukee Bucks against Sacramento Kings. Who would have thought? Um, and the Bucks continue that win streak with that win. And the Bucks won this on free throw. Usually the Bucks are like, you know, it's. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying the Bucks lost because they they shot sixty percent from the line, and the other team shot eighty percent. What happened was. The Bucks shot 27 of 32 from the free throw line compared to the Kings, 15 of 20. You know, I hope Mike Brown doesn't hear that because he's going to pull out the laptop showing um, what, what happened. And right, Mike Brown being the Sacramento Kings head coach after the game, actually he pulled out a laptop and was showing the press, uh, the reporters, um, what you know the bad calls and such he's gonna get find there's no question about it but I haven't seen it to that extreme he got ejected of course earlier in the game so that's kind of why he was so so upset with all these calls and look that was i was you don't know, see often quite frankly and look I'm, I'm looking forward to this bucks week now um you get some momentum with momento really momentum with a three and one week how can you you know answer um, after having a, some rough two weeks, right, that going back in the season, you know, we talked about the Brewers when they had that rough, they had a rough seven-game losing streak. You're going to go back to, I think, for the Bucks, this the start to the New York, to start to 2024, where they lose four or five to Indiana twice. They beat San Antonio barely, and then Houston and Utah. So you go back to those. That's going to be what we look at and being just a huge turning point for this Bucks team, I hope. Uh, that, that's the goal. And Look, again, two games this week. Cleveland at Cleveland, 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. At Detroit, 2 p.m. on Saturday. They got to move that around. Or that time works because Detroit, they're hosting a playoff game Sunday, the divisional round. So congrats to the Lions on that. But that's going to wrap myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Monday night. Go enjoy another wild card football matchup. I will be doing that here coming up. Again, thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.